Hi, you guys, and welcome back to Advice and Shit. I'm your host, Shelby Watson. I never said my name last time. I thought it was going to be anonymous. Anonymous? Anonymous? That was embarrassing. But I guess we're not anymore. <laughs> oh, well. Um, welcome to the second episode of this podcast. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you stream podcasts. You can also find it on YouTube. Um, my current username is underscore space as it is space underscore i thought it was cute years ago because i thought oh my gosh i'm gonna just post videos as it is wow yeah anyways so as promised at the end of the last episode i said that this episode would be about relationships the type of person you're into and we're gonna talk about james charles a little bit for our type now let's do a week before we get started Let's do a recap on what we talked about last week. Very quick little piece. We talked about friendships. And after I posted that, the whole frenemies things fell apart. Or at least after I posted my episode is when I learned about it. So instead of talking about creep show art, I could have talked about frenemies. But here I am the next week doing a recap so I can talk about frenemies. Because friends are still important. And I think something different that um, I didn't talk about in that episode that I can bring up now that's helpful insight because I just experienced it uh, after that episode is that friends can come back into your life. That's perfectly fine. That's normal. Friends fade in and out. Um, but if after you you let a friend back in, you don't demonstrate any consequences for their actions like yeah we could be friends again but we're not as close because you hurt me then it's like a learned behavior of there's no consequences for what I do I'm gonna do it over and over and over and over again right and in frenemies I'll give a personal example in a second but in frenemies um Trish walked out you know Ethan interrupted Trish they felt upset offended because they were talking about something that was really important to them and I watched a video of oh my gosh what's his name he like analyzes people's like physical behaviors on YouTube I love to watch him while I'm doing dishes I'm like wow you're right I don't know why that's why I watch I'm doing dishes that's what I watch and he was saying how like Trish was obviously becoming upset because they kept getting interrupted and something that really mattered to them. And they were getting interrupted about pizza. You know, this is something that's really important. It's Pride Month. We're talking about a fabulous movie. You're, you're interrupting me for pizza? Trish got really upset. And, I mean, I would be too. I hate being interrupted. Um, and then Trish kept saying that they were fine, but from the the analysis person on YouTube, they were saying they're smiling, but it's not reaching their eyes. It's kind of like if you're watching on YouTube, you can see I'm going to do it. It's not reaching the eyeballs. This is a real smile. Reaches the eyes. Not reaching the eyes. 
it's very fake it's like pursing the lips holding it back you're holding back what you really want to say so Trish was not expressing what they fully felt that they were upset and I don't know if it was because they were recording or whatever but they were upset and they were saying they weren't um so they stormed off the set and they said they were done with frenemies this is not the first time that Trish has done that. They have stormed off before, posted several videos saying that they weren't going to come back to Frenemies um, and that they were done. And Ethan has always just been like, no, it's fine. Like, come back. Come back, Trish. Um, and there were no consequences for Trish's actions. There was no, to my knowledge, there was no, like, pay cut because you hey you keep leaving uh that's not cool you keep saying horrible things about us and my family that's not good there was no real consequences in the business aspect or in their friendship aspect so Trish did it again I don't know how many times she's done it I feel like she's done it more than twice but I could be wrong I think another time was they were in different costumes I don't remember, but I know it was definitely twice. Maybe it was more than twice, but there's no consequences, so Trish did it again. And now Ethan switched up his behaviors and was like, okay, no, there's there's a line. You've crossed it. Trish had crossed it several times, but Ethan never expressed or showed any consequences for it, and now there's consequences for it. And their family so I think they can work it out and I hope they do because they're family you don't want bad blood with family but um now there's consequences and it's going to be much in my opinion harder to overcome those consequences and continue that friendship because there wasn't consequences the first time so now it may look like to Trish you're being vengeful instead of having that foundation in the first place. So I'm sure it's just an uphill battle we'll have to go through. Um, my personal example was uh, one of my bridesmaids. I know since I was very young, um, and every big family event, they would always argue with their parents. It was a back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's like a parent saying to the child, you're in trouble, and the child arguing their way out of being in trouble. That's how that person grew up. There was never real any real consequences, so they just kept repeating the same actions over and over and over again. So much so that the night before my wedding, we're all all the bridesmaids were hanging out, they pull that shit on me and talk about how no one's ever liked me why would anyone ever want to like me? I'm a terrible person and I'm a bitch. We were all just sitting around drinking mimosas like, what the fuck? Where this even? Why are you yelling at me? Where did this even come from? This bridesmaid is very much a verbal aggressive person. I'm an aggressive aggressive person. I <laughs> more of a fighter than a lover. Like, you know, this be fists are flying that's my knee-jerk reaction personality thing so it took 
and I've had to learn to hold that back because as a full-fledged adult, you can't go around fighting people all the time. So I just got up and said, I'm going to get some water. I got some water. She came back and it was like she was in complete shock because that's not how any interaction works with her when she starts doing that. She's like, are you mad at me? And I was like, what do you think? And then I went and got more water. Because, girl, mm, I could slap a bitch. I could slap a hoe. I don't want to see her again for a long time. And sadly, she's in my wedding photos. And I'm mad at her. Furious. Because what the fuck kind of timing is that? And secondly, I know this girl since I was a little kid. She knows I throw hands. So why the fuck would she yell at me? If I didn't have to look nice and pretty the next day, maybe I would have. <laughs> Anyways, but that's my story about that. And that's just a recap on friends. So now we'll get into James Charles and how the type of person that you like, that stereotypical person that you're into, is actually really toxic. And we're going to talk about how the media plays into that right after this. Welcome back to Advice and Shit. Also, thank you to the people who listened to the first episode. We had 23 streams on the, on the first episode and I think 26 plays on YouTube. That's amazing. Um, thoroughly impressed. That's just me. Why did the lighting change? Wow. Weird how lighting changes so quickly. Anyways, so James Charles. Toxic. His ideal relationship person that ideal is very toxic and I'll soon show you that your ideal is really toxic too but the difference is is that you're not gonna follow the toxicity you're gonna acknowledge that hey my my type of person I'm into is kind of toxic and, and maybe I shouldn't look for exactly that maybe some of the good qualities but not all of that so James Charles his type is young younger <laughs> a lot younger um 18 like still in high school to college age i think he said nobody over 24 on the impulsive podcast like someone 24 with a young personality or an 18 year old with like an older personality is what he's into he said that he was really he would love if he was really into older guys but he's not but he also said he's really, yeah, he feels like he's very mature for his age. But he's not older guys who would be on that same maturity level. So it's kind of strange. But that goes into the toxicity of, I want to say life. I, now, if you're a girl, I'm sure growing up, this is, this is in no way defending James Charles, okay? Because you should realize that if you're talking to someone under the age of 18 or that fucking looks like they're 14, maybe you should do a double check and then still question yourself. Why am I holding scissors? Question yourself. Why do I want to talk to someone that looks fucking 14? I don't know. It seems like a great ass question in my opinion, but <laughs> James Charles didn't come asking me, so you did 
or you came to listen to me rant, whichever. Anyways, he's into younger guys. We've established that. If you're a girl, you've probably been told that, you know, guys mature faster. Guys mature faster than girls, right? And so a lot of times girls, including myself, will date if they date someone their age, they're expecting them to be more immature and they are expected to forgive that immaturity right um and maybe that's where this comes from from james charles because he wants to date a man and it's supposed to be the men you're attracted to are immature for their age i don't know i have no idea but like those are the sometimes said but most of the time not said expectations that are put on women or anyone who's attracted to a man, I feel like. Because not all women are attracted to men. And not all men are attracted to women. You know? I feel like that's the unsaid, sometimes said expectation that's put people attracted to men. That they're going to be more immature than you. And, you know, boys will be boys. Forget it. Forget it. You know? <laughs> um, maybe that's where that comes from. For him I don't know no excuse because you don't want someone who's like that like you need realize that your type is kind of a problem it's kind of toxic and don't go over don't go after that specific thing go after the good parts of that and avoid the bad you know like okay he's into younger people gross um but that means that he should go after someone that is more his age more in his life cycle that what i mean by that is like you're going through the same things kind of like you're 16 wanting to date someone 17 or whatever it's you're in the same life cycle you're both in high school You're, you're living the same circumstances if you date somebody um, you know, you're both in college, you're in the same life cycle, you're going through the same circumstances, it's good. Um, but if you're like 19 in college, wanting to date someone like 23, not in college, you're in very different life cycles. Because you just finished high school, that person's been out of high school, and they could be out of college at this point, if they went to college. You're in different parts of your life. You're at school, they're living their working job, probably. Um, If, let's say, you're 21, 23, wanting to date someone 27, but you're both working your real life jobs that you going to work for like ever you're kind of in the same well not 21 because you just started drinking I feel like you'd want to party and stuff and like if someone 27 is wanting to party as much as you that may show like immaturity and not wanting to commit like a problem with 
that. Anyways, but if you're like 23, you want to date someone 27, 28, whatever. You're you're both working your real life jobs for the rest of your life. Like you're in the same life cycles, even though there's a larger age difference. You're in the same life cycles. If you're 50 and the other person's 60, you're in the same life cycle. 10 years age difference, but you're in the same life cycle. You're probably going to the doctor regularly. You probably have grandchildren. You know, you have similar things you could talk about. You're doing the same things. That's what life cycles is. Anyways, that was really long-winded. Um, James should look for someone in his same life cycle. You know, he's a celebrity. He's in a very unique perspective here. Because if you date someone who's in a different life cycle than you, and, like, they're in a, a, a more mature life cycle, there's an imbalance of power there, right? They have more power over you. If you date someone in a lower life cycle than you, um, you probably have more power over them. You have more influence because you have more experience. Or more money. Whatever it be. Um, so if James dates someone that's not a celebrity, it wouldn't be the worst thing. You know, if they're the same age and they're both working their jobs that are their forever jobs, it's not as big of a deal. But it's also like... There would still be kind of a power imbalance because, you know, this person would be like, I need to work my nine to five job. And James could be like, no, come visit me. He's like, well, I need to work. And James could be like, I'll pay you. I'll, I'll pay I'll pay for the plane. That's, I mean, he said that about someone who wouldn't want to visit him who was still in high school. You know, on the Impulsive podcast, he said that. He's like, I'll buy the plane ticket. Just show up. All I have to do is come here. If you want to be in a relationship with me, you have to actually show up. Like, get here. I'll buy the plane ticket. That is really showing your imbalance of power. Where you don't care about that other person's priorities. And you're willing to throw your power in their face. Be like, we'll do it anyways. I don't care about your priorities. I care about mine. Boom. Power move. Like, that in itself is toxic. Right? And so that's not James caring about the other person and is actually <laughs> basing, not basing his relationship around the power imbalance, but kind of a little bit, like a little, a little toe in, a little toe dip in there because it's like, I'll pay for whatever, just come see me. Because if you cared, you would drop everything and come see me. Because I'm paying for everything. Kind of basing your relationship around your money. And they just need to do what you want. Just my opinion, right? What do I know? Just my opinion. Um, So that's bad. James could go after guys in his own life cycle and preferably preferably someone who wouldn't rely on him financially. And hopefully he would learn to not make that power imbalance a major part of his relationship because if he does, 
he will always be living a toxic life and he may never feel fulfilled. I don't know. I don't know him, but maybe. Who knows? Someone has life cycle, someone that's not financially stable, doesn't need his money. And if he, sorry, if he's into people with, who are younger, then maybe he should date somebody who acts more immature. Not in a, let's just forgive them for acting stupid and making dumb choices sort of thing, but someone who's goofy who, you know, is willing to, like, do random fun things with them. Like, oh my god, let's just go have a water balloon fight. Who's willing to do more goofy, childish things. Like, oh my gosh, let's go play hot, hopscotch. Or, you know, let's go, <laughs> like, chalk the sidewalks. Let's go do something fun. Um, who would be willing to do it with James. Uh, because... I think my husband and I are very goofy with each other because I don't, first off, I'm not attracted to um, children, but having someone to be goofy with is, it's like, they're funny to me and I really enjoy that and it's somewhere I can be like really funny with, but you can still have a serious conversation with them because they're on that same maturity level. So I don't think James should go after someone that's immature. I think he should go up to someone that's mature who he can be goofy with and do silly stupid things with you know like I don't know I'm trying to think of examples of what me and my husband have done but I don't I don't even remember like <laughs> we sing at each other we do that we, well he, he doesn't sing but he'll like make up a rhythm or whatever and then I copy it and we copy at each other for like a really long time and it's stupid and that's something fun that we do with each other. You know, just like things that other people consider silly. Maybe that's what James needs. I don't know. But he should not look for really young people um, that are not 18 because it's illegal. And he shouldn't look for people where he can just throw the power and balance of, oh, I'll just pay for it. You know, he needs someone who's financially stable in his life cycle and he needs someone or he needs to not put that power imbalance out there all the time and make that the basis of the relationship because it'll just be toxic and I'm sure that other person won't feel happy in the relationship because they'll probably feel like they're not adding anything to the relationship except maybe themselves their body like they're not adding in anything financially or like power wise because there's such a power imbalance you know and that is the tea on James Charles and how his relationship type is really toxic and what he could do to change it and we're going to talk about <laughs> our own stereotype that I think most of the general public have has or most women have um, because of all the romantic comedies we watched growing up and that are still being produced and the example we're going to go over next is The Kissing Booth be right back alright and we're back to the advice and shit podcast and right now we're going to talk about our own problems <laughs> about 
relationship types that are kind of toxic, um, you may not think that you, the type of person that you're into uh, is put on you from like social media and also like, I don't know, movies and stuff, romantic comedies, especially if you're um, someone that grew up watching romantic comedies, most girls do, because that's especially back when I was born, um, it's like, that's just what you did, you know, you're, you're a cool girl, and if you didn't, um, do the typical girl stuff, you were quirky and kind of weird, right? Um, ow, I don't know how the heck I just did my bun, but, uh, that freaking hurt my head. And now it looks like an onion on my head, maybe? I don't know, but I'm getting onion vibes. Anyways, it hurts. So it means it's pulling on the front of my head, which is not good. Anyways, so your type that's put on you from movies is an asshole guy who, who could be verbally abusive, question mark? Um, but an asshole. If you ever, like, as a girl, or if you're anyone who's into guys who watched a lot of romantic comedies growing up, and, you know, whatever, like, some guy is, like, a complete asshole to you, and it's like, for some reason, you're really hot. I wouldn't date you because you're really mean. But something about you right now is really fucking attractive. That's from the movies. Mm-hmm. It's from the movies. And I had to do a lot of um, self-reflection myself because that's what I was into and that's what I was going over. That's what I was going after was guys who treated me like shit. Because that was just like what movies showed. And so subconsciously, that's what I thought I had to be into, right? Um, and that subconsciously, that's what I thought it was okay to be treated like. Because in the movies, it's always a happily ever after, right? The guy may be an asshole to everyone else, but he treats me differently. Ooh. Well, after you've been together for years. Is he still going to have that same patience with you? No, because patience wears thin. If you'd ask any married person or a long-term relationship person, is that the longer you're together, the more annoying parts that, of that person that you noticed when you first got together are now the main parts of them because they get tired and they're not going to hold back as much, you know? Like... You know, if you're starting to date somebody and they're a little messy and it bothers you a little bit, but then your long-term partners, they're gonna stay messy. It's not gonna change. Life, jobs, possible kids. You get more tired, that person's gonna become more messy. That's not gonna change. So, keep that in mind. Um, so if your type is an asshole who sometimes is like 
controlling, verbally abusive. That's not going to go away. You're not going to fix the person. You can't fix them. That is them. Their personality has solidified because the world lets them get away with it. That's just how it is. So if you look at The Kissing Booth, that movie, I was watching it with my friend. And I told her, I told her it's a terrible movie. Let's watch it and we're going to hate it. We started watching it, expecting to hate it. In the middle of it, we're like, this is actually a really good movie. And then near the end, we realized, this guy's kind of abusive. Why did we think we liked this movie? Oh, because we grew up watching movies where that was always okay. And it wasn't until 22 years later in life that I realized that behavior is really toxic and abusive. We shouldn't be into that. No one should be into that. So, The Kissing Booth. Let me describe this main guy for you if you haven't watched the movie. And if you haven't, freaking good for you. He is controlling. He, the couple, always argues. Um, he fights people, like, literally punches people. Uh, he's ruining... Her, all, a lot of her relationships with other people, which then isolates her to only rely on him. And when she doesn't rely on him, he gets mad. And it's like, if you would just do what I told you to do, everything would be fine. And then he goes around and ruins things behind her back to then make her feel like, oh man, if I had just done what he said, then things would have worked out. And if you don't think I'm right, think about the beginning of the movie, where that guy who like, I think he went up and like slapped her butt or something, um, the guy she ends up dating was like, hey, don't do that, he's a bad guy, you don't want to date him, you're making a mistake. He doesn't really care about you, right? And then the boy that she was supposed to go on this date on, um, who had slapped her butt, who she was warned not to go on a date on, never shows up, fulfilling that statement that her future boyfriend said, that he's no good and he doesn't really care about you and you shouldn't date him. Self, It looks like a self-fulfilled prophecy, but then you find out that her future boyfriend goes and talks to everybody saying if you go date her I'm going to beat the shit out of you so uh, isn't that a little toxic isn't that isn't that toxic I don't know um, I think so so do you ever look at other people in not relationships but like your life and you think wow he's treating her poorly or they're treating their partner poorly but they're just used to it maybe it's that just an idea just an opinion to throw out there because I was very much into talking to this person who was a complete asshole complete asshole they were rude to everybody they were sometimes nice to me 
but I wasn't sure if they're going to be nice or rude to me that day, but it was like I changed them. They were different. They treated me differently and made me feel special when really I was being an idiot because this guy is an asshole and eventually he's going to turn his anger and frustration onto me because He's being an asshole to everybody else because everyone else is annoying him. And right now, I'm in that person's good graces. Graces. Good graces. But soon, I'm going to avenge up. The patience wears thin. I will annoy that person. And then their anger and frustrations we put onto me. That is kind of an abusive relationship. No one starts dating somebody. Like... And it's like, oh my god, he's abusive. I'm going to date him. It's going to be great. You know, you see these people who are in, what, domestic violence? Yes, who are in abusive relationships, either verbally or physically abusive relationships. And some people are kind of judgy, thinking like, well, why don't they just leave? You know, like, how they end up that relationship in the first place? They ended up dating an asshole guy who treated them differently, made them feel special, reassured them, and then eventually patients wore wore thin. They were an asshole to them, but then they go back and reassure them that, oh, I'm sorry, I feel terrible, I'll change. They ain't changing. They are not changing. That is them. Their personality has solidified, and they're not going to change gonna be an asshole forever that's just how it is and it's sad but like these are things you need to realize so then you don't end up being that person who is being abused that's why it's important to analyze the kind of person that you're into right so things to look for if you want someone who's big and tough well because that's what you like the most about the asshole type of person, then date somebody who's really into the gym, but has like a really sweet personality. If you are looking for somebody that's confident, because that's what you like the most about the asshole type, then date someone who is confident, but is a nice person. Someone that would stand up for you if you needed to, but doesn't pick fights with people. If you're into someone who, like, looks rugged, date someone who looks rugged, who has tattoos, who maybe rides a motorcycle, but is a really nice person on the inside. You can have all the sexy appeal of the asshole trope from movies without being an asshole. You know? What are these noises in the background? I don't understand. So, now we've discussed if you're into guys, if you're into girls, you, it's very similar. There are people who are assholes. There, there are girls who are assholes who don't seem that way. Um, they, even speaking a little bit for myself, if there's someone who always seems to know about the drama or everyone is out to get them, maybe they're toxic. Just a little hint, throwing it out there. If 
here's another thing that happens in all the movies, right? Is that something happens to the girl and it's woe is me and, you know, the guy has to go save her. That's every princess movie, whatever. And in these movies, legit things happen to these people. But in some situations, in movies, they could have fixed it themselves, right? You don't... And I think a lot of girls take on that where it's like I am not whole without my significant other I can never like save myself do anything myself without my significant other you don't want to date a person like that either because it may feel nice to be needed like that's a nice thing but if it's constant and it's all the time it is going to suck. It is going to drain you of your energy. And it's not going to be good. That was my stomach. Apparently I'm very hungry. <laughs> Which means I need to wrap up this podcast. You don't want someone who's going to drain your energy. You want someone who's going to give you energy and you give them energy. You don't want someone who just takes, 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 takes from you without giving anything back. It goes back into the friendships conversation because it's just going to drain you and your energy and your spirit and it's going to just be a toll on you and it's not going to be an enjoyable relationship. And I think in another situation, you could feel trapped as well because you feel like, I can't just leave this person. I can't just, because they're going to not be able to save themselves right? And these stereotypes don't just stick to men. Men are the assholes and girls are the, um, always need saving people. It doesn't just go that way. Um, that's just the stereotypes in movies and how maybe girls take it on or maybe how guys take it on. I've met girls who are the assholes and who are verbally abusive to the guys they're dating or the girls they're dating. I've met guys who are the needy one who just keeps taking, taking, taking and always needs to be saved. I've met both on both sides. Those are just the majority. And that's why I use those examples because maybe it'd be easier for you to relate to the majority one. I don't know. That is it for this week. Um, next week, I think we're going to talk about Oh my gosh, my mind blanked. I think we are going to talk about victim victimizing yourself. Always playing the victim, those type of people. Um, and we'll bring up many YouTubers that do that. Uh, And I can't think of them right now, but as we're talking about, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.